0: Welcome to this special edition of the Herefordshire Regimental podcast Just a Walk in the Sun And we have a special guest uh, for this podcast, uh, Major James Hereford So welcome to the podcast, James Thank you what we're going to do, we're just going to chat about this and that, as uh, I think you've already picked up the idea that we, uh, we talk about everything and nothing. So um, let's talk about uh, something uh, specific to start with. Your family, I think, have been uh, associated with, the, with Harry Fitcher for a long time. And with a surname like Hereford in Herefordshire, I think that's the clue there. So perhaps you'd like to tell us a little bit about your family history and then perhaps a little bit about your own personal history.
1: (coughs) Well, thank you. Um, Yes, the family have been in Herefordshire quite a long time. The first member of the family we know about was a chap called Maurice de Hereford, who was the sheriff of Herefordshire from 1148 um, to 1159. Um, we assume that he was probably a Norman with a name mm-hmm. like Maurice. And, of course, people tended in those days to take the, the surname of the place that they came from. So we have no idea what his what his Norman name was. But we know that uh, he held, as as uh, sheriff, he held the manor of Sufton, uh, which, of course, is now All old right. Sufton. Yeah. Um, and uh, w- when he gave up being a sheriff, he seemed to be able to hang on to it. And we think that probably because he was a, a pal of the then Earl of Hereford, that the Earl said to him when he packed in being sheriff, yeah. you can hang on to your tight yeah. cottage or words to that effect. Would, would that have be been the equivalent of the current high sheriff? Or, or it, indeed it, it was, yes. yes. Right. Yeah, Because it, it, in those days, the, the sheriff was the, the head lawman mm. of the county uh, and uh, was responsible for the, for the whole of it. Yeah, that's correct. Over the centuries where we've been, uh, there have been one or two interesting characters, though nobody ever, <laughs> ever ever, trod the national or international stage. There was a couple, of, uh, a chap called Sir Henry de Hereford, who was born in 1309, and uh, he was involved in the rebellion of Edward II, if you recall from your history books. Uh, and at some point... Uh, he realised that he was on the wrong side, so he changed sides. <laughs> <A> clever man. <laughs> and fought for Edward Edward III in in Scotland, and uh, was, was pardoned for his his excesses, um, uh, knighted, and 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 became the member of Parliament for Hereford. He did two two parliaments. Interestingly, he had a brother called Nicholas, uh, and he was a clergyman, and Nicholas was involved with with um, the translation of the Bible. And was a lollard. And interestingly, at some point, he thought it would be a jolly good idea if he went off to Rome and explained his views to the Pope. Oh, goodness me. Um, he would appreciate, <laughs> of course, that it was a rotten idea <laughs> yeah. because when the Pope had, had heard what he had to say to him, uh, he probably jailed him. Um, so there he was, stuck in jail in, in Rome. Now, he managed to escape. We have no idea how he got out, but he got out, came back to England, where he realised that his views were somewhat dangerous, particularly to him. Um, So he recanted completely uh, and was taken into the king's protection, um, Richard II by this time. And we've got the proclamation um, of that. Uh, And in the the proclamation, he was granted for life um, a cask of wine annually from Bristol Docks. Um, sadly, that tradition yeah, no that's longer. A, that's planted. a great shame. So you can see that the the, the, the old vicar of Bray got nothing on those. Yeah. two. Those t- those, those yeah. t- and and so those I suppose those were the, the yeah. interesting characters over the centuries. Uh, we usually managed, I think, to nail our colours firmly to the fence when mm-hmm. trouble arose, <laughs> which is why we're still here. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it must be one of the longest surviving families in the county, I suppose.
1: Indeed, I think we are. Um, the, the, there are a, sort of a similar similar mm. um, length of time. We're not through the male line the whole way. The, the estate was uh, left to the, the, the daughter, the son... Of, of the Hereford that, that he married. Ah, um, right, I see. That, yeah. that, that was uh, another, yeah. another James Hereford. In fact, ah, right. he changed his name for, to Hereford after he married um, the, the, the daughter. Ah, no. right, OK. Yeah, fascinating. And, and, and what about your
0: your personal sort of history, James? I know that you were a major in the army. I know that after your time serving in the army, you retired and ran the estate here and became involved with the Regimental Museum and pretty much all things military in the county, I think.
1: <coughs> well, I, jo- I joined the, the, the King's Shropside Infantry. I did two years boy service at Sandhurst in, in the days when it it was regarded as a, a, a fifth-rate university. I think it was probably about <laughs> right, actually. And what, what was the other bit which went with Third-rate it? cadet corps, which I, <laughs> I, th- I think was probably a bit unfair. Um, but I jo- joined the Lion line um, and served with them. Uh, and uh, did did uh, i did, did an adc's job to to uh, general mike caru which became uh, chief of defence staff mm-hmm. and we did did we were in cyprus when the uh, w- when the exercise when the invasion happened and oh right um, gosh that must have uh, been pretty um, we, we interesting were, uh, and when the un t- took over which was most interesting um uh, and and i served with the, the commonwealth brigade in in Malaya. Uh, uh, on the staff of that which which where I met my wife and subsequently um, I I, um, uh, went to the staff college did a number of staff, Mm. one staff job and then retired and came back to to Herefordshire and uh, got involved with with the regiment uh, and the museum and in fact I got involved in the museum because the then curator, uh, Colonel Tom Hill who you will remember Tom very well uh, I'd gone in to see him about something and I think it was the year 2002 and he said to, I'm handing over the museum to you <laughs> um, and that took me back somewhat uh, I didn't feel that I could actually re- refuse uh, because there was no one else to do mm. it so that was how I became the the, the, the curator of the yeah. uh, honorary curator and handed it over to you in due course yeah. and on the formation of the rifles I, I got involved with that uh, and and uh, which was which was an interesting period, f- forming a, a completely new regiment at, at the time of considerable difficulties. But it was enormous fun, uh, and I think we we did achieve a great deal in in getting the regiment, the new regiment, established. Yeah, in I, I, I think
0: you, you did, and you and you did a great job there. And I think the rifles had the right approach, in that everyone, all the units coming into the rifles, wanted the rifles to work and wanted it to be a happy place. And I know that you did an awful lot of work in the county supporting the regimental charity, the Care for Casualties. And I think that there's also perhaps a story you could tell us about um, when the the uh, the unit, the the reserve unit in in Hereford, got cat-badged to the uh, the yeomanry, and the efforts that w- took place to get them returned to the infantry, especially the the rifles.
1: Oh well, yeah. So that was that was. Uh... An interesting t- tale, and it's funny. The platoon, the, the Light Infantry platoon in, in Hereford was was, was a- serving in Afghanistan at the time, um, I think in about 2006, uh, when they removed the, the regiment from uh, the, the TA Centre, and we lost that platoon, it was disbanded. Lancaster and, and Mercenius- mm. Yeomanry took over initially as a troop and subsequently uh, as a squadron. Um, and then the, the, there was the further reorganisation of, of the TA, which then became the Army Reserve. And um, we did quite a bit of work trying to, to get the, 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 the rifles back in there, but eventually we, 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 we didn't succeed. And it was intended that the Wessex Yeomanry would, would have a troop mm. in there. And by sheer accident, um, when away at camp, the cadets were away at camp um, and they discovered, ch- chatting to various people, that the Wessex Germany didn't actually want to come anywhere near Hereford. So uh, were armed with that bit of information, we, we pressed through through the regiment um, and eventually succeeded in, in, in getting the rifles to take mm. over. And that happened on, on April the 1st, um, 2014, I think it was. Mm. Um, we weren't quite sure. It was April the first whether this wasn't a gigantic <laughs> MOD yeah. April Fool. Yeah. But nevertheless, on April the first, uh, I went up to Shrewsbury um, with, with some of the representatives uh, of, of the Hereford platoon um, for the handover from the uh, handover of cap badges to uh, the, the the rifles and. Yeah. and uh, and that was how we initially they, we were part of of the of the, the e company in, in Shrewsbury mm. and subsequently as uh, as you know they were split off mm. and, and joined uh, and stayed with six rifles um, uh, associated with the Gloucester company whereas Shrewsbury joined Eight rifles. Yeah, uh, looking north, yeah. Uh, uh, up to the north. Yeah, I
0: know that there was an awful lot of uh, canvassing going on at the time, and I know that uh, Lady Darnley, who was the Lord Lieutenant at the time, was a great supporter and wanted the rifles back in the county. And I seem to recall that the uh, the chief, the general staff, I think it was, uh, General Sir Nick Parker, who was also Colonel Commandant of the Rifles, came here for a sounding of retreat and a cocktail party, and I'm not. I, I think he was well canvassed, if that's the right word. And he said a few words uh, and, and announced to everyone at the cocktail party that the rifles would be coming back to Hereford. So, I suppose as chief of the general staff, having made that statement, he then had to deliver on it. So, uh, the uh, canvassing worked. The <laughs> canvassing
1: indeed, indeed indeed worked. Yes, and he he was a great supporter. Mm-hmm. The, the the first um, uh, g- g- rifles, Colonel Commandant. Um, and And he was an ideal chap because he he really uh, supported us and all the all the counties and indeed we were actually far more supportive of of the rifles than than Shrewsbury yeah. um Shropshire who didn 't really w- want to join but yeah. uh, no, it was a successful, and, and, and you, you're carrying on the, the great <laughs> tradition of, of, of the rifles in, in, in Herefordshire. Well, thank you for that, James. Uh, I, th- I think your, your last appointment when you were serving
0: in the Army was as the training major of the, um, as it was then, the, the TA Battalion, which included Hereford. Uh, perhaps you could say a few words about that. Well, that,
1: that, was, that was true. That was the 5th Battalion, the Light Infantry, um, which had started off-life as the Light Infantry Volunteers. Because in, in 1966, they disbanded all the TA battalions of the Light Infantry and reformed one volunteer battalion called the Light Infantry Volunteers, which was, uh, had companies in, in Durham, Yorkshire, Shrewsbury, um, a company in Shrewsbury with, 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 in Hereford, uh, and in Choro. And as the training major based in Shrewsbury, I spent my life driving from between Shrewsbury to Durham, Yorkshire, uh, Herefordshire and Truro. And I was doing it in a Mini, um, which was quite entertaining, driving down the motorways and finding you were about the same height as the the, the hubcap of (laughs) of, 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 of one of the big trucks. (laughs) But it was enormous fun. The the battalion was supposed to reinforce BOR in those days. um, the, The war in Europe was still expected to take place. Um, it Just as well it never happened because the plan was for the, all the vehicles to go in one, go to one port, uh, and, and all the troops to go to another. Mm-hmm. And the chances of them in the chaos of war-torn Europe, for the troops meeting, meeting up meeting with up up, yeah, was, was probably remote. nearest yeah. to nil. I yeah. Really thought. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you mentioned earlier on Tom Hill, and I think you knew Tom very well and was a great friend of yours. I don't know if perhaps you'd like to say a few words about Tom.
1: Well, Tom, Tom was a great, great character, really. Um, he started life working for Lloyds Bank, funnily enough, mm-hmm. in Ludlow, um, and was in the, in the 4th Battalion, Kerr's line. War came, and, and he w- was uh, mobilised, like everybody else, um, and volunteered for the Indian Army. And he, he, he joined the, the Maratha um, Light Infantry, I think it was, and actually served in Italy with, with them during the, during the war. And when they went home, uh, back to India, uh, he stayed behind and eventually got a regular commission in, in the KS line, um and served in Korea. Uh, he served in, in, in Malaysia, uh, where he got an MBE. He then served in, in, in Kenya mm. as a company commander, and eventually became the CEO of one Hereford Delay uh, and a very good commanding officer. And when he retired, he formed the museum because it, it, it changed from being the Hereford Light Infantry to the, the, the first of all, the Light Infantry volunteers and then subsequently the 5th Battalion, the Light Infantry. Um, and then and then, 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 became the, then it became, for some strange reason, the West Midlands Regiment was a pretty mm, yeah, really yes, extraordinary right, yeah. organisation yeah. which didn't last very long, I'm glad to say. But he founded the museum, was a curator for 40 years, I yeah. think. Yeah,
0: it must have been, yeah. 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 And uh, then
1: he handed it over to me one day yeah. in 2002.
0: <laughs> Just like that. Just like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he donated lots of things to the museum and... Being the character he was, he managed to speak to people and I think sort of persuade people mm. to give lots of things, to donate lots of things to the museum. So the museum has got a, a great deal to to thank Colonel Tom for. Um, we've actually got several of his uniforms and I remember him uh, sort of in, in his latter years and he was a small dapper man. But looking at his uniforms as well, I think he was probably not a big man at any time and always quite dapper. Mm and uh, we we've actually got his miniature medals in the museum uh, his full size medals are still with the family but his miniature medals are, you know, are quite a broad range mm. covering of course his MBE uh, and then covering the second world war the korean mm. war uh, the far east, east. and and uh, 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 yeah yeah kenya as well so so uh, a, a really fascinating time mm. and of course uh, I, I probably knew his wife Joan more so than than Tom, be, because she survived Tom by almost twenty years. I think she died. In, in, indeed, she a couple died of years two years. Yeah, she, yeah, she was, she was a,
1: a tremendous support to Tom, uh, uh, and was great fun. And uh, she followed him all round. Mm. round, the, round the, to, to, she wasn't, of course, in Korea, but she was in Malaysia with him and in Kenya with him. Yeah. And subsequently in Hereford, and then I think they went off to to, to Oslo because I think he had a, a staff job with with with. I think um, that was pretty no, much a, North, his, his last North.
0: post or, to, yeah. or almost his last post serving. Yeah, but but Joan was was cracking, and and even when she was, I think she came to our, I think she was ninety nine when she came to the Hereford July Timothy Officers' Dinner Party, and of course we couldn't have one the next year because of COVID. Uh, whereas I. I keyed up everyone to sing a happy birthday to her which we never got the opportunity to because unfortunately uh, she died before we were able to have our, our next one no, because no. Of COVID. she
1: she she died at that 102 she yeah. eventually uh, achieved Yep, yeah.
0: yeah and I, and she was pretty much with it to the end oh, very i, I much think so. she was over 100 and playing table tennis wasn't yeah, she and,
1: and and ballroom dancing was in farnhope
0: yeah. and, and, and she, she was always very glamorous she she must have been a very glamorous yeah. young lady i
1: think Lucky old Tom. <laughs> yes, she was a Shrewsbury lass. Um, and, and I think that she and her friend went back to her old school when she was in her late 90s, certainly. They uh, had a great time up there. Yeah.
0: So going back to to the family now and, and, and where you're currently living at it, Sufton, you, you can look across the, the, the river, the wire and the, the lug from where you are. And I should imagine you've seen some floods and some... Uh, some weather from there looking across the river at various times across the valley Indeed,
1: I mean before they put b- up b- b- the flood banks which they did along the lug in the, in, in the early 1970s, before, before I got back in fact, yeah the floods were right out over the Y and over the lug, Hampton Bishop was a frequently flooded and now they built the, the flood banks which they, um, which do, do protect but the Hampton Bishop quite well but even so, you can see the floods uh, mm. and, they, and they stretch right up the, the Lug Valley and you can see the Lug Meadows, uh, which are covered in water yeah. m- quite often now in the winter. Uh, but where I live, I think if we got flooded, Hereford would be underwater yeah. by, by some, some feet.
0: I, I, think, I think we share that with you where we live as well, yeah. up on the hill here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, I always find it quite interesting, the two rivers, because they've got a different catchment area and sometimes the floods are in the Lug. And then other times were in the Y, and I gather that the the pub down there, the bunch of carrots, about ten or fifteen years ago, got flooded one year
1: from the Y, and then the next year from the from from the lug. The, 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 the story that the first the first flood there well, I think it was, um was 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 in the in the sixties uh, when the flood bank on the Y, um, downstream uh, broke, right. and that was why uh, that the it got flooded then. It subsequently flooded. Uh, in, the, in the 80s, and it was indeed uh, the, the lug that flooded, because the flood banks were put up to last for 100 years before they were overtopped, but they were overtopped in the 70s, so it didn't last very long. Um, but that was a failure of the flood defences, mm. uh, in both cases, really, uh, but from two separate rivers, yeah. Mm.
0: And, and I know recently, in, in one of our podcasts, you were talking about... Uh, Donuts Penance, which we all um, enjoyed uh, listening to. But when we were talking off air, for want of a better expression, you, you mentioned uh, one of the officers who'd served with the Herefordshire's regiment in, in, in Normandy and had served up and had become ADC to, to Jack Churchill. Ken Crockford. Ken Crockford, yes. And, 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 of course, there's a fascinating story which, which you told me. And, in fact, I remember when you and I spoke to Ken on one occasion and, and he related this story to us. But it's a fascinating story, and I thought you might like to um, relate that to our listeners.
1: Well, yes, of course. Um, Ken, what uh, was commissioned into the care Live, was actually serving with the 2nd Battalion of the Herefordshire Regiment who were based in the Isle of Wight then looking after... Pluto, which was the pipeline under the ocean taking, taking fuel across to Normandy, uh, and I think in the in the July or the end of June, forty um, four, uh, they realised that they were going to, they they're going to need more troops in, in Normandy, and the, and so the, the Second Herefords were, people were posted um, across to Normandy, uh, and Ken was one of them, and and he and uh, and his gang were posted to the Second Battalion, the DCLI. Yeah. And so they arrived in in Normandy and were were waiting for uh, uh, transport. Uh, The then commanding officer of the 1st Battalion the Herefordshire Regiment, Colonel Jack Churcher, had an ingenious idea of keeping his numbers up by sending a vehicle round the waiting area, picking up waifs and strays who were waiting for some transport. Um, And Ken was one of these, and and the 1st Herefords picked them up, he and and his team. Um, and he joined the 1st Battalion, the Heritage Regiment, and served right through to the, the end of the war. But somewhere, I think up in Belgium, when they were on their way, the, the commanding officer called him in. It wasn't Jack Churchill by this time, because he, he was commanding the brigade. Uh, he called him in and said, Ken, I've got here that you're a deserter. And and, uh, and apparently what had happened is that, that Tuesday DCLI had known he was coming, he never turned up, so they reported him as a deserter. <laughs> and someone had eventually clicked that he, he was mm-hmm. serving with, with uh, one regiment. <coughs> so anyway, it all got sorted out in the end. And Ked, of course, got a military cross and, yeah, and two two quadriges from yeah, Belgium and, and, and
0: a French one too, and, and continued to serve <laughs> in the army until I think oh about nineteen sixty six or sixty seven. Yeah, yeah
1: he, I think he, I think he, he joined the the R A S C. Yes, he did. Yeah, when because uh, he couldn't get a, a regular commission in, in the K S I, and I think he he was certainly in Borneo with with mm. um, with, with, with ninety nine brigade. Yeah,
0: and and he was awarded the um, uh, what what was the, the P J M medal. That
1: was that the the, the yeah. Malaysian, yeah, government you know, Malaysia, the yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: so yeah. As well. and I think he, yeah, and he got the the, the Suez bar to his GSM as well. So um, uh, uh, both quite some time after he'd left the left the army, but but a, a real character, mm. and again um, a man who was really proud of his time with that with the Harryfords. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've, it's been great talking to you, James. I, I hope you've enjoyed uh, chatting to us and and uh, sharing a few of your stories. And um, I suppose, I'm not certain when this will be broadcast, but since we're a couple of days before Christmas, I think I'll close by wishing you a very Merry Christmas
1: and a peaceful New Year. Uh, um, thank you for inviting me. It's been great fun listening again to some of the stories. And can I wish you also a happy Christmas and a prosperous new year. Thank you very much, James.